Hi everyone, this is Dr. Jana Price-Sharps with MindPilot. Today we're going to talk about a very important subject for everyone, uh, although it may be one of the more difficult things for people to do. Today we're going to talk about boundaries. And a lot of times I don't think people really understand when a therapist says boundaries, kind of what we're talking about. So I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about what what do we mean when we say set a boundary. People have different kinds of boundaries. We have boundaries on who can touch us and when. We have boundaries about our beliefs, our religious beliefs. What do we believe? What do we don't believe? We have boundaries about maybe our politics, what what we believe is true and what we don't believe, you know, which party we're a part of, if you're part of a party, uh, like Democrat or Republican or Independent or whatever. Um, we also have boundaries about our trajectory in life. So, you know, do you want to be an engineer and maybe your parents want you to be, I don't know, a physicist or something along that line? So boundaries are about having your own trajectory in your life, making those decisions. Uh, Some therapists call this um, individuation. And what it really means is that you get to be you and you get to decide about you. So your friends say, hey, let's go out and and get a couple drinks and go dancing. And you say, I don't want to go dancing. Oh, come on, come on, come on. You, you, You know you want to go. So that would be an example of somebody kind of crossing over a boundary. Uh, Once you say no to someone, then a healthy person will go, oh, okay, no problem. An unhealthy person or a person that isn't respecting your boundaries for whatever reason um, may try and guilt you or push you into doing something that you don't really want to do. So it's really important to understand when you can set boundaries. You can set boundaries at all times. And I'm going to give you a number of different examples that are quite common. And then we're going to talk about how do you set those boundaries. But the first thing I want you to think about is the people that are around you that are intimately involved in your life. When you say no to something, do they quit or do they keep pushing you? That is a red flag, Uh, and it doesn't mean you have to get rid of them. That's not what I'm saying, but I am saying that that might be a place to start. If somebody just keeps pushing you into it, oh, you know you want to do it, It, it'll be okay, why aren't you doing this, then you really need to think about taking that step back and figuring out how to set that boundary. Because if you let people push you into things Pretty soon you're going to start resenting those people. But another process often begins to happen, and that process is you get mad at yourself. That you're not taking care of yourself, you're only doing what other people want you to do. So it's really important to always take that step back and go, okay, am I doing this because 
it's important to me or I want to do it or am I doing it because I don't want to upset this other person. And so are there times that we do things that we don't want to do and it's a it's a good thing to do, of course. You know, maybe, I don't know, you have an aunt that is sick and she is out of groceries. Maybe she even has COVID and you go to the grocery store, even though you don't have a whole lot of time, you go to the grocery store, you pick up the food and you take it to her door and you drop it off and you text her or you call her and say, hey, I left some food for you. Now, maybe you didn't have a lot of time. Maybe it was an inconvenience, but you took that step back and went, you know what? This is a good thing to do. She needs my help. I don't mind helping her. However, maybe you have somebody that always needs your help, always wants you to do things for them. And those might be people that you have to say no to. And so figuring out how to say no to them is also a really important part of getting healthy and having a good relationship with yourself, let alone other people. So let's go over some different kinds of examples. Let's say that um, maybe you're in a long-term relationship with somebody and they want to have another kid or they want to have a child. And maybe you're not ready to have a child. Now, I'm speaking to both male and female people. Um, This is across the board. This isn't just for one or the other. If somebody is not ready to have a child, no matter who you are, They should not be pushed into having a child. And so I've seen this happen to some women. I've seen it happen to some men. And it almost always ends up being a disaster because long-term, people can end up resenting that child and resenting the person that they feel like pushed them into doing that. Uh, So that's a time where you set your boundaries and you set them very sternly. If you're not ready to do that, then don't do that. Uh, If somebody is pushing you to be intimate and you don't want to be intimate, you can say no. It doesn't matter what gender you are. What matters is if you don't feel like doing that, then don't do that. And if you have somebody who doesn't understand you saying no, you can have a discussion with them, but don't back down. Now, if it's an ongoing thing, you might ask yourself, why is it that I never want to do this? And then maybe there's some things that you need to put into place in your relationship, or maybe you're in the wrong relationship. I don't know. But do not allow somebody to push you into being intimate when you do not feel like you want to be intimate. And again, this isn't a gender issue. I've known this to happen to men. I've known this to happen to women. How about your spouse wants to go on vacation and uh, you are too tired? Maybe that is a discussion you need to have with your spouse or significant other you know what, I just need to rest for three days. I I know that I have some time off coming up, but I'm just exhausted. But I really want to go on this vacation and I'm counting on you and blah, 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 blah. I understand that. But I also can feel my system 
getting very overwhelmed and I need to take care of my body. So I need to stay home for three days. If you want to go ahead of me, and then I will, you know, take a plane and catch up with you or I'll drive down or whatever the case may be, then maybe that's what you need to do. Now, I know that not all significant others are going to be okay with this, but this is part of those boundaries in relationships. Not everybody is going to be thrilled when you say no. Remember when you were a kid and your parents told you no and you were really angry with them? Well, that doesn't go away. People never like to be told no. People want their way, and I get that. The more you have given in, the worse that's going to become because then people are going to understand that if they throw a big enough fit or they get mad enough at you or they give you the silent treatment or they withhold different things from you, that maybe you'll give in. Do not give in. Set your boundaries nicely, but set your boundaries. But are there times where you go, okay, I'm doing okay. I just, um, I'll go with you folks, but maybe I'll come back early. Or I'll go, but then I'm going to take an extra couple days off and just relax. Or, you know, think about different ways of dealing with this. This becomes a huge issue around the holidays. Uh, People don't like their in-laws or they don't like certain family members and they don't like being around those people. And I tell people, okay, if those people are local and let's say your significant other or your spouse wants to go over there and spend the entire day with um, their family and you really don't want to do that, then say, I tell you what, I will come over um, an hour or so before everybody's going to eat, and then I'm going to leave about an hour after everybody gets done eating. I'm not going to be there all day. Uh, I am very uncomfortable around your folks. That is not a a happy day for me. Or maybe I'm going to go see my folks after I get done eating with your folks, or maybe I'm going to go see my folks in the morning and I'll see your folks in the afternoon. We'll just take separate cars. Are people always thrilled with this? No, they're not. And I understand that. But both people get their needs met. And that's something that's really important if you're in a relationship. It's not about always just getting your way. It's about working through things that both people get at least some of their needs met. And it may not be exactly what you want. It may not be exactly what the other person wants, but it's some, it's a, a way of working through it. Sometimes people will alternate. They'll go one place for one holiday and they'll go to another place for another holiday. However, if there is a situation where you really don't get along with that particular group of people, then you might want, you might want to minimize your contact with them. You know, so if your spouse is flying out to, I don't know, Boston and spending a week with his or her parents and you really loathe his or her parents, then maybe you say, I tell you what, I'll fly out the day before the holiday, I'll spend the holiday, uh, and then I'm going to fly out the next day. I'm not going to spend a whole week. But I I want you to have that time. That's something you really enjoy. And maybe, maybe you take off the other time and go spend it with your family members or friends or whatever. But 
don't just get shoved into things because that's how resentment and anger ends up getting festering in a relationship. Uh, money, financial. Uh, this is a big one. You know, the, the things that people fight about most in, in uh, long-term relationships are typically kids, finances, uh, sex, and a lot of times time together. Um, so finances. Let's say you have one person that's very frugal and really doesn't want to ever spend money. And maybe you are a person who really likes to spend money. It's very important that the two of you get on the same same page as far as finances. You know, you might want to go through a financial planning class. There's a lot of uh, speakers that do a really good job of helping people figure out their finances. Um, but you need to get on the same page so that one person isn't getting to just make all the decisions financially and the other person just has to live with whatever they have decided. That creates a lot of animosity in relationships and a lot of resentment. So get together and figure it out. If one person is ordering a lot on Amazon and spending a lot of money and the other person is coming home to a million boxes and none of it has anything to do with him or her, they're going, uh, okay, we have a bunch of bills to be paid and you just spent, I don't know, $1,000 mail ordering things. Uh, we need to discuss kind of a budget. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of families do very well if each person gets a certain amount of money they can spend per month on whatever they want to spend it on, you know, within reason, obviously. Uh, going to Vegas and, and uh, having illicit sex is probably not under that category, but things like... Uh, well, I want to buy a new, I don't know, power saw. So that's what I'm going to do with my 250 bucks this, this month. Okay, fine. But then when you find something else you want to buy, no, that isn't going to work. Okay, you got your 250 bucks. I got my 250 bucks. Next month, you can you can buy it then. So having some kind of reasonable monetary plan. Now that may mean that you work with somebody, a professional who helps people manage money, because you might need a mediator, especially if it's been going on for a long time. But get it handled. Don't just keep sucking it up, letting it go until you're really angry. And now it's a messy divorce. So when things are on your plate, Take them off one at a time and get them resolved. So often when we see couples come in for marital therapy, it's because they just kept putting things on their marital plate and never getting them resolved. You have to come to some understanding, you know, whether it's about children, whether it's about sex, whether it's about finances, or whether it's about jobs or how much time you spend together. You know, there are people that are very independent and just kind of go and do things. And there's other people that aren't. If you're married to somebody that is very different in that area than you are, you really need to think about, okay, what what works for both of us? 
You know, I, I've seen couples where one person is very active and wants to do a lot of active things and the other person maybe isn't as active. Maybe their idea of a fun day is to sit and, you know, eat some popcorn and watch a movie. So what, what is going to happen with that relationship if they don't work it out? It's going to be a mess. So figure out how both of you can get your needs met. Maybe one person gets to go and do some things on their own. Maybe sometimes they sit and watch a movie with their spouse. Maybe their spouse sometimes goes with them to do things and sometimes stays at home and reads a book, you know, but figure it out so that it works for both of you. Don't just let it sit there and simmer because it will cause problems. One of the biggest things that people have to learn in healthy relationships is there are going to be times where you have to say no. Now, a lot of times how people say no is silent treatment, withholding things like sex, um, or yelling and screaming, throwing a fit until they get their way. And none of those work long term in a marriage or in a relationship. They they may get your way, but the resentment and anger and bitterness that builds up is absolutely not worth it. You may win the battle, but you're going to lose the war, so to speak. So what do you do? Well, you say no before you get mad. You know, and and so learning how to say no is going to be really important. So, for instance, you might say, I know you feel that way, and I'm sorry, I'm not doing this to hurt you in any way, but I really do need to take a couple days and just rest. It's not that I don't want to be with you and the kids on vacation. I'm just exhausted and I have to rest. My, I have to take care of my body for my job, and so... This is something I just need to do. It's not that I don't love you and or that I don't want to be with you. But maybe we could work out a plan that works for both of us. Um, Another way might be, let's say you're starting to get healthy and maybe your significant other or your spouse is throwing out those barbs. Uh, Things like, well, we all know you're never going to get that done or we know that you're going to, I know you're being nice right now, but, you know, I'm just waiting because you're going to yell again or those kinds of comments. When your significant other or spouse or even family members make those kind of comments, you need to set the boundary. And so a boundary might look like, like, you know what, I'm working really hard on myself. I'm making a lot of changes. Please do not say that to me again. I understand you might be frustrated. We've been through a lot. But I am not accepting of those comments anymore. They make me feel bad. I can't change the past. All I can do is work on my behavior and change it for the future. So please don't ever say that to me again. Those are important boundaries because otherwise, again, there becomes that resentment, that bitterness, that anger. So set the boundary before you're mad. Don't wait until you're angry. Um, Maybe you have somebody in your life that does the, oh, I was just joking kind of comment after they say something really snarky to you. One of the things you can say to them is, I don't really think that was funny. Well, I was just joking. Well, maybe, but it wasn't funny to me. So please don't say that to me again. So you set the boundary up front. You don't wait until you're really mad at this person and then you set the boundary. 
Maybe somebody wants to talk about the past all the time. Uh, well, in 2010, you did this. And in 2012, you did this. And they bring out the whole laundry list. And you say, you know what? The past is the past. I apologize for those things. I can't go back and change them. I am not going to talk about them anymore. So I don't know what to tell you. But it's not going to be a conversation that I have with you. So that's a boundary. Maybe somebody's yelling at you. And, uh, you know, there are times maybe it's a boss and you don't have a lot to say so. But if it's a significant other, or a family member, a friend, somebody's yelling at you, you have the right to say, you know what? We can continue this conversation when you're not yelling at me. And you turn around and you walk away. And are they going to be happy with that? Absolutely not. Are they going to go, thank you for setting that boundary? Nope, they sure aren't. But you don't have to be yelled at. You don't have to be called names. You don't have to put up with being hit or slapped. And by the way, I have worked with a lot of male first responders that are in abusive relationships where they're getting slapped, they're getting punched. Nobody, nobody, male or female, deserves to ever be hit in anger. Never. So walk away and set the boundary. And if it is uh, physical, then when that person has calmed back down, you need to come back around and set that boundary and say, this is unacceptable. Don't ever touch me again in anger. That is absolutely unacceptable. Because it's not okay, whether it's a female doing it or a male doing it, it's never okay to put hands on. So people need to walk away. If they're that angry, they need to walk away, cool their jets, and then come back around and talk about it. It's not okay to call people names. And people do this a lot in relationships. And all you're doing is breaking down that relationship. You're breaking down the trust. You're breaking down that bond. So if you think that something the person did was stupid, don't say that. Just say, you know what, I'd rather you not do that again in the future. Um, now, do I do this perfectly? No, I have a temper. But I can tell you, I now know where in my body I feel myself getting mad. My jaw clenches. So as soon as my jaw starts to clench, I need to walk away. I need to cool my jets, and I need to go figure out what I can say in this situation to turn this situation around and how to play nice. You know, one of the things that couples have to do is they have to go from winning to resolving, and part of that is setting healthy boundaries. You'll feel better and you'll feel safer with yourself if your whole brain knows that you're going to protect yourself. It's not okay for people to use you or abuse you or make fun of you or bring up a litany of past mistakes. Set the boundaries, tell people no nicely, and then walk away if you need to. You might want to write down some good boundary statements and memorize them so that when you do get upset, you have a way of saying it that kind of hands their issues back to them you don't need to take on their issues. If it's that person's issue, give it back to them. And in the meantime, take care of you. All right. I hope this helps during this holiday season. Make sure 
you're figuring it out and setting those boundaries and having open discussions about what you're going to do over the holidays. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us today at MindPilot. Don't forget to subscribe.